This morning, we're going to be reading from uh, Psalm 23. This is from the King James Version. Let's read this psalm together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. E though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of the Lord, and you respond by saying, thanks be to God. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Friends, today we are continuing our journey reading Psalm 23. Um, as stated by Pastor Cindy last week, this is a familiar psalm. Most of us have memorized this psalm um, as children in Sunday school or as adults when we were going through a difficult time. Uh, this morning's translation uh, is what is most familiar to us. It's called the King James Translation. Over a decade ago, I used to work... Um, at a retirement community as a chaplain. Uh, and my duties at this place was that I would go and visit the residents in this retirement community. I would care for them, pray with them, hear their stories. Um, and as I was doing that, I was also responsible for leading them uh, in our weekly chapel and preaching as well. My supervisor, anytime I was about to preach, he would remind me, now, Chanson, listen, you need to read the scripture from the King James Bible. He would tell me over and over again that was not my preferred version that I would read because the Bible, King James is filled with thine and thou, thou shalt, thou shalt not. You all are familiar with this? You all can nod, yes. Yes, right? And this is what I grew up uh, reading and actually I've memorized Psalm 23 using the King James Version and it goes, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters, he restoreth my soul, <clears throat> and on and on and on, right? Like that is what we are familiar with. This is something that we are familiar with. And last week, Pastor Cindy spoke about Psalm 23, 1, the first verse, and she emphasized the fact that you lack nothing. The God we serve is our shepherd. The God that we worship makes sure that we will not lack anything. Our God will be present for us. And you and I lack nothing. Our God cares for our needs every single day. And Pastor Cindy made the distinction between needs and wants. That God cares for our needs, not our wants. The Lord is our shepherd and he will care for you. And you shall lack nothing. And this morning we're going to be looking at verse 2. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Each week we're going to be looking at a different verse and seeing how these words minister to our souls, to our, when we are in need, how these words would come alive. Would you pray with me? God, this morning we come to your word and we ask that you would speak to us, that you would be present with us this day. Open our eyes. Speak to us. Spirit of God, 
minister to our souls. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. <clears throat> I was telling my kids uh, the other day uh, about how good I'm at remembering things. Uh, I feel like I can pride myself. I was kind of boastful at this point. And I was telling my kids about um, how I can remember journal citations. Uh, for those of you who have not been in school lately, journal citations are people that write papers about a topic, and it's usually printed, and it's in the library. So it would be that you would get the title name, which journal it belonged to, and, um, and, the, and the year it was published. It's actually quite lengthy to when you think about it. This was... Um, so I was telling my kids that how I helped their mom uh, when she was working on her thesis. She was uh, living in um, Philadelphia, Downingtown area. She was going to Westchester uh, University, and I was living in Pittsburgh. And she was telling me that she was working on her, on her thesis, and, uh, and she told me the name of the journal, when it was published, the year, and everything else. Um, and, um, and I... And she said she couldn't find it. I said, so anyway, to surprise her and to impress how good I am, um, I, I went to the University of Pittsburgh, and this was the days before cell phones existed, at least for us. Uh, so I went to the University of Pittsburgh. I remembered exactly what the name of the journal was, the title was, what year it was, and what pages it were. I picked up the journal, photocopied it. <clears throat> that is a thing. Um, and then I actually mailed it to her house uh, because, you know, that was ancient, ancient times, right? And I was telling, you know, I was boasting. I was very boastful, you know, telling them how I impressed their mother. And as I finished my story, Kristen was in the car at this time, and she simply said this, do you remember where you left your keys this morning? <laughs> no. <laughs> and my kids responded by saying, yeah, Dad, you can't keep track of your keys. Every day you say, where are my keys? Has anyone seen my keys? Where are these keys? These keys literally disappear on me every single day. They do. I have no idea how. And my youngest um, son, Josiah, he goes, Dad, I doubt you have a good memory. You can't even keep track of your keys. Right? I cannot even keep track of you. Anybody relate to this? Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Right? And this is something that happens when I lose my keys. I lose my keys at the exact time that I need them the most. And it, ha it happened to you before, right? And there's no one to blame but myself. And I'm fandlingly running all over the house looking for my keys. And I am completely helpless because I can't do anything. I don't have my keys on me, and I'm running around completely helpless. My anxiety is off the roof, and I don't know where to turn. I frantically go from place to place, aimlessly hoping that I would run into my keys. There is no roadmap when you lose your keys out of how to fix this problem. For the next 5, 10, 15 minutes, you are completely in a state of chaos and helplessness. No matter what, no matter what, your heart is filled with anxiety. My heart is filled with anxiety, and I am praying. I am honestly praying for a miracle. I'm lost. I'm helpless. I'm anxious. 
And when I'm going through this state, right, of feeling anxious and lost and helpless, it makes you feel unsure of where you're headed. And when this is happening in my life, right, like in those five minutes, I'm praying earnestly that I won't miss my appointment where I need to go or where I need to take my kids, that we will make it in time because that's when I've lost my keys. All this makes, us, makes me feel unsure of where I'm headed. These feelings can become a reality for us. That feeling that I was just talking about, feeling anxious, helpless, unsure of where I was heading. These feelings can, be, can become a reality for each one of us who is sitting here when life changes on a dime. When we hear that medical diagnosis that we didn't, we're not expecting, when we hear the news about a loved one, what we hope for is not the reality that we face anymore. And you feel like you are no longer in control and you feel like you are lost. Friends, this is a reality that many of us have experienced. This is something that we encounter on a day-to-day -day basis. when events happen that alter our life. During those moments of anxiety and helplessness, we want someone to walk with us. We want someone to be present with us in our state of helplessness. When we are anxious, we want someone to come next to us and sit with us and say, I'm here with, for you. I will walk with you during this difficult season. This morning, I want to remind you of a similar power dynamic between the sheep and the shepherd. The sheep without a shepherd is lost. The sheep can, can easily wander away and completely be lost. The sheep do their best when they're walk in herds when they can know where their shepherd is. Imagine the anxiety of a lost sheep, finding herself in a pasture or a hill that is not familiar to her. She's looking for her shepherd or her friends, and there's no one there around her. And she finds herself in this huge pasture, exposed. There's nowhere to hide from the predators. There's no one there to protect her. Sheep hope for the shepherd to be around them. The shepherd is the one who can lead them to a place of safety and provide protection to them when she needs it the most. Friends, this morning I want us to identify with the sheep, when we feel anxious and worried as to what is going on in our life, what is going to come next in our lives, we don't have another option other than to trust our shepherd. This morning, I'm going to focus on Psalm 23 too, where we read that the shepherd leads us. It is the shepherd who leads the sheep. The sheep need not be afraid as the shepherd leads the sheep. For all the times that you have felt 
uncertain and filled with anxiety because you don't know what is coming. I want to remind you this morning that we have a shepherd who leads us, who can provide peace for us in the midst of the chaos. The shepherd is the one who leads your life and my life. What does it mean for a shepherd to lead you? What does it mean for a shepherd to lead you today? When you feel hopeless and helpless as we wander in the pasture of trying to figure out who is going to protect us and who will find us. Friends, this morning I want to remind you, today, as mentioned by Pastor Joanne, today is the day of Pentecost. Today is the day that we are reminded of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit was given to those who were gathered in the upper room. Today is called the birthday of the church, and every year on this day, we make sure that we receive new members into our church. And that is what we did today. On this day, the church was born. Peter, who denied Jesus, was filled with the Holy Spirit and stood in Jerusalem and he preached the gospel, the good news of Jesus. He preached the salvation story. And 3,000 individuals were said yes to Jesus. They were saved and they were baptized on that day. And this morning, I want to remind you what Jesus told his disciples who were afraid and anxious, filled with uncertainty of what the future would hold and how the Holy Spirit would lead them. We read this morning from John chapter 14, the words from John chapter 14 begin with these words, do not let your hearts be troubled. Later, Jesus told his disciples, I will not leave you orphaned, but I will send you the Holy Spirit. Read in chapters of verse 16, and I will ask the Father to give you another helper to be with you forever. Even when the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you. And he will be in you. Here the promise of the Holy Spirit is given to all who believe in Jesus. The Holy Spirit in this translation is called the helper. And others have translated this as a friend. As a one who walks next to you. As a one who is with you always. The one who is present with you in your time of need. Friends, we are reminded that the Spirit of God is always present with us, always walking with us, always leading us. Later in John chapter 12, 14, we are told what this helper would do for us. We read that the Spirit of God gives us peace, not like the world gives, but peace that calms our anxious hearts. Peace that comes, the storms that we find ourselves in. The Spirit of God gives us peace knowing that we are not alone. The Spirit of God gives you peace to your anxious hearts. Let me remind you this morning that you're not alone in, life, in this life's journey. When you're feeling anxious, uncertain, the Spirit of God is going to lead you. Here is the promise from Psalm 23 to 
It is the Spirit of God that leads you and gives you peace to your soul. In Psalm 23, we are reminded that the Spirit of God not only leads us, but He leads us beside still waters, and He makes us lie down in green pastures. Here, the promise that the shepherd is making to the sheep that He will provide for their sustenance. The promise is not only to give you peace in times of anxiousness, but also to care for you, to provide you with food and water. Here's this promise, God is our shepherd. God is promising to give us food and water. He will lead you beside still waters and will make you lie down in green pastures. Friends, again, we are reminded what Pastor Cindy preached last week. God is that shepherd who said you will lack nothing. The one who's called the shepherd promises to provide for you. He leads you to streams of still waters and makes you lie down in green pastures. The good shepherd is your provider. All you need to do is follow him. This morning, what are your needs? Are your needs physical? Are your needs financial? Are your needs emotional? Are your needs relational? Whatever you need this morning, the shepherd promises to sustain you. The shepherd will allow, if you will allow the shepherd to lead you. This morning, I want to invite you to speak to the Spirit of God. And say, I'm in need of you. Whatever that need is, may you share that need with the shepherd who promised to sustain you and provide for you. All you need to do is to be willing to be led by the shepherd. And he will lead you to still waters and make you lie down in green pastures. I have been reflecting on this promise of what it means for us to be led to green pastures. Friends, I am a testament of to how the shepherd has sustained me and cared for me. How the shepherd provided for me and cared for me. I have several stories. I can tell you this happened, this happened, and the shepherd provided for my keys. Let me tell you that. I can tell you stories over and over again. But I was, as I was thinking about this and I was imagining what it would look like for me to lie down in green pastures. What image do you have in your head when you think about green pastures? This is what I see when I think about green pastures. This is what I see. It's beautiful, isn't it? You all can say yes. Isn't it beautiful? Right? Just looking at it gives us a smile. Now we can picture the beauty of this landscape that's there. It gives a smile on our face. Do you know why it gives a smile on your face? It's because this, it's because of this. That is Julie Andrews uh, from Sound of Music. Um, that picture that I showed you first in this picture, both were taken in the Alps, right? You can see Julie Andrews singing and dancing and you feel good about life. You know that God will take you to green pastures. We think that God will provide for us. This is what we imagine, green pastures 
to look like. Just absolutely beautiful. Just like it's in the movies. Precision and beauty. Hence, may I remind you that when David was writing the psalm, he was not living in the Alps. Rather, he was living in Israel. Israel is in the Middle East. Its southern border is called the wilderness. A biblical archaeologist showed this mess image of what a hillside looks like. This is what green pastures look like for David. This is the reality of what David was seeing when he wrote, the shepherd sustains his sheep. Yes, there's a lot of dry land. We need to walk a little here, climb a little there, run a little to find green pastures. Yes, there are green pastures, enough for the shepherd to care for us. What might we imagine green pastures to be for you? How do you imagine green pastures? Friends, irrespective of how you view green pastures, may we be reminded that the shepherd knows what you need. And the truth is, the shepherd does care for you. It not, might not be exactly what you think or imagine it to be, but the truth is the shepherd will make you lie down in green pastures. Are you willing to be led by the shepherd to take you to green pastures? I started this morning talking about my keys and losing it and feeling hopeless and anxious and completely lost at the mercy of keys. This morning, this month, Kristen was so tired of me complaining frantically about my keys. This is something that I usually do when I lost my keys and she's at work. I usually text her saying, hey, have you seen my keys? Hoping for a response and usually it's no. She was tired of this and she did something for me. She got me an air tag. You all know what this is? All right. You have your phone. And you pull up your phone, it tells you exactly where your keys are. And this changed my life. I am no longer worried where I leave my keys because I know I will find it. All I need to do is pull up my phone. It not only locates my keys, but actually makes a noise. Just in case it's hidden under the couch because it happens. Friends, today is a day of Pentecost. We are reminded that the Holy Spirit is with us, like the wind. When we feel lost, when we feel anxious and helpless, I want you to pull up your air tag that is in your soul, the Holy Spirit. In your times of despair and worry, I want you to reach out to the Holy Spirit that is in you, so that your anxious heart can experience the peace that comes from knowing that the shepherd will lead you to still waters and green pastures. May the Spirit of God provide for you peace that passes all understanding. Peace unlike the world will give to you. May you experience the peace of God. May you be led by the shepherd. 
Let us pray. God, we give you thanks. For you are our shepherd who leads us to green pastures. Makes us rest beside still waters. God, speak to speak peace to our souls this day. In your name we pray. Amen.